Hello, this is the Lost Memory Card Podcast. I am Bryce, and I am joined with Doug, a.k.a. Salty, and Kyle. You guys all heard Kyle on our Moshi Moshi podcast that we used to do back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. So... <laughs> so, uh, what we do on this podcast is we literally just bullshit. Yeah. That's all we're doing. Yeah. We're just doing some bullshitting. We're going to just read news, watch Twitch streams, and talk about it. And also, KFC has the best fast food french fries. They really do, though. No. Uh, oh. <laughs> they do. Look. No. no. Look. I am not a fan of KFC. Voodoo. To me, Voodoo. It, to me, it just is out to give you the shits. So, when I do eat KFC, I try not to do that. And I was like, well, I'm gonna fucking, I'll have a spicy chicken sandwich and some french fries. So, I ate someone in french fries and holy shit. Dude. They have to be the best. Yeah, 100%, dude. I don't I don't know why Kyle can even... was about them. I don't know how they do it. I'm convinced it's witchcraft. That's all there is to it. So, Kyle, what, what, what's your... What's the retort? No. Just... <laughs> just no? No, not even worth the effort. Not even worth the effort? What are you talking about? If you say Wendy's, I'm gonna be dupe. No, it's not Wendy's. Okay, what is no, it? Wendy's ain't got good. What is it, dude? I gotta know. I gotta know. Please don't say... Please don't say Burger King, because... That is the worst French fry. They used to have really good French fries. The French fries used to be banging back in like the early 2000s, late 90s. Come on, Kyle. We need to hear it. What do you got? Next time on. <laughs> That's how we'll open the second episode up. <laughs> um, I'll give my thesis on the best. So, bro, I've been waiting to talk about French fries on a podcast for so long, having this discussion. So it goes, and this is just our area. Uh, we don't have a lot of that other fast food joints. Like In and Out, Whataburger. They yeah, don't yeah, we don't got that stuff. So it goes. It, it goes KFC and. There's a tie in second place for me between the nacho fries from Taco Bell and McDonald's fries. Fresh McDonald's fries. I think the McDonald's fries, they steamroll most of the rest because of what they are. And I think it might be solely for nostalgia. You know what I mean? Like, there yeah. really isn't anything that doesn't taste better than a fresh McDonald's French fry that yeah. actually has salt on it. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say for one instance that you have a McDonald's that does everything right, and you know that they do, then it slaps. But yeah, knows, honestly. <laughs> it's that it, French fry wrong, <laughs> it's cold and soggy. So. Yeah, honestly. Number three for me would be Wendy's, and number four would be Burger King. But, you know, four is, like, way, way, way down there. My God. I love Burger King burgers, but I cannot stand their breakfast or their french fries. What do you, what do you, say, what do you say to all that, Kyle? Huh? What do you say to all that? I mean... 
item. Like, if Taco Bell served the fries all the time, then uh -huh. yeah, they could be on the list, but they don't serve them all the time. But that's the only place you can get them. Yeah, but I mean, I can't go there right now and get them. I get them like twice a year. It's like getting it's worth the it though, Starbucks Christmas cups. Okay, I guess I could throw Chick-fil-A in the mix too. I like Wendy's better than Chick-fil-A. Really? I don't have Chick-fil-A you know enough, honestly. You know what? I Chick think I like Wendy's more. Consistency and consistent because they just throw the whole potato in to get waffled. All right. And then the ends never are fully cooked because they're so much thicker than. The rest. Yeah, and I only eat those fries when I dip them in the sauce. Oh, man. So, Polynesian I be, sauce. dude, Ooh. that Chick Fil A sauce though. That Chick Fil A sauce is good, but the Polynesian sauce. Polynesian sauce. I never tried that. Yeah, see, that's why. Polynesian sauce sauce. It does. It it it's like getting you get slapped in the face by one hand and it feels like you got hit three times. Really? It is. That is quite interesting. It's the McDonald's uh, sprite of dipping. Sauce. Oh my god, that sprite! Goddamn crispy! It's spicy. It is spicy. Oh, there not all the time though. Spicy sprite from McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, any of you uh, listeners, I know first episode, but that played of all back in the day, 2K brought the servers back online. There's currently a petition on the internet to bring the game back to Steam uh, so other people can play because it's technically free to play. So if you like Evolve, if you liked it back in the day, back in its heyday, sign the petition. Do me a favor, please. I'll do it for you. I don't. I've never even played it, but I'll do it. Slept on, dude. Slept on. Really? It's the pioneer four v one video. Yeah, it's the game that started the Dead by Daylight. Oh. Oh. Some plays as a monster that starts at stage one, and then as they run around and hunt new troll wildlife, they eat it, and they build up their armor meter. And then once they get enough DNA, they evolve and level up their skills. And then once they hit stage three, there's a point, usually a power relay or like a generator that needs defended. Okay. Because the monster can attack it. So, and then there's four people that are the hunters that have to track the monster down. And they have four classes. The assault, which is damage. The medic, which heals. Support, which does a little bit of everything. And then the trapper, which usually has better a better kit to um, track the monster down. And they're like, it's like a hero shooter because there's like nine different heroes to play as in each role. And then there's different monsters that have different abilities. Oh, really? Health and armor. Oh my goodness, dude. Oh, man. You know another game that was slept on that everybody hated? What? Lawbreakers. I never got the chance to play that. Bro, it was so fun, but they had the cockiness of saying this is the Overwatch killer. Yeah, just like Battleborn. Uh, right. Like, no, it's not. Dude, I had so much fun. I had fun in Battleborn, too. I didn't... So, my thing with Lawbreakers is it reminded me a lot of Brink, if you remember that old 360 PS3 uh. game by EA. I don't 
That doesn't ring a bell. It was like a futuristic dystopian shooter, and it had some cool never before like scene mechanics. Blah blah blah. Oh okay. It it died fast because it's yeah yeah E A. That's it. That's all you're getting. We killed the games. Um. I don't know how big you are on Nintendo 64 there, Kyle. Love it. Um, I want a Donkey Kong 64 remake. I was talking with a friend about this, and if it's not even a remake of Donkey Kong 64, give me some kind of Donkey Kong game. Yeah, that's that's like 64, or...? Yeah, like, give me another one of those collect-a-thon Donkey Kong games. Yeah, not a side-scroller one. Yeah, it doesn't have to have coconut guns or peanut pistols. Like, it doesn't have... Just give me Adventure with Donkey Kong, and I'll be happy. <laughs> Freaking banger of an opening song. Yes. Yeah, like, the, that's it. Like, don't butcher... You can even, like, remix the original for it. That would be okay. Yeah, trap remix. <laughs> Dude, I'd love flying around this Diddy Kong. Yeah, Dude, that was so fun. Diddy Kong and N64 games. I want a Diddy Kong Racing remake. I, that would also be good. See, I, really I never played it. I never played it. Mario Kart was still on the ground. Yeah. This game had boats, airplanes, and, and it just transformed on the fly. You'd just be racing. Next thing you know, you'd ramp off, and you're like, oh, I'm going to die. It. The, there's no track under me. Boom, you're now on an airplane. What? Yep. The downfall as to why I will never get those kinds of games that we just mentioned is because Microsoft don't rare. Uh, yeah. Those games. So, Diddy Kong Racing, rare. Fucking right. Like Someone would need to buy rare, but you'd also have to uh, buy it from Microsoft. Yeah, you'd have to buy it from Microsoft, and as far as Nintendo's concerned, it's not going to be worth it. No, no, no. They're just Nintendo about it, and like, to, to Xbox and Phil Spencer, you can't really blame the guy for being like, well, just hold on to him, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be mad at him for that when they're just that way. Like, Nintendo's yeah. just always been very uppity about what they have. Yeah, they honestly. They never given Rare away. Rare's responsible for almost every one of the reasons why their 64 did good. Yeah. Like, even their Super Nintendo, the original Donkey Kong countries were made by Rare. Yeah, like, that's true. So much of their games were made by Rare from fucking 93 to, we could say 2001, I think. Perfect Dark was the last thing they made. Yeah. What happened? Like, what happened to them, honestly? They just... They just didn't. Nintendo didn't. Like, they were just done with them. Like, hey, you know, you're off on your own. What about... Keep using in-house. What about the, uh... I think is what happened. What about the, uh, CTR? The Crash Bandicoot Racing. Crash Team Racing has died along with any Tony Hawk that we ever thought was gonna exist again. Uh, uh, Oh, shocker. Best party game. Best co-op party game out there is not Mario Party. Crash Bash. Crash, yes. Crash Bash was a great time. Dude. Okay, so I looked up the downfall of Rare. 
and there is an article from 2018. Rare's partnership with Nintendo. Nintendo has built their company around taking small studios under their wing to produce a vast array of quality, exclusive content, like HAL Laboratory, the studio behind Kirby series, or Game Freak, who are best known for creating Pokemon. Okay, well, we all know this. The symbolic relationships have been the core pillars of Nintendo's success, and Rare was at the forefront. Rare had already made a name for themselves, developing beat-em-up classic Battletoads. I forgot they did Battletoads. Yeah, they were also responsible for that. This led to Nintendo commissioning a Rare to to create a Donkey Kong Country series. The series revolutionized the platform genre with the art style and gameplay, adding a timeless appeal. Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Kong Quest is widely regarded as one of the best Nintendo titles of all time. Yeah. And hits didn't stop there, as Rare also revolutionized the FPS genre with the games like 007 Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. Man, Goldeneye was fun. They even played a huge role in the industry's switch to 3D with Banjo-Kazooie, which was one of the pioneers in that field. Still holds it, though. still an amazing game. Absolutely, yeah. I'd still play it. I, I do play it. Microsoft Takeover. Rare later added Conker's Bad Fur Day. That was what I was going to bring up next. Conker's Bad Fur Day is in my top five favorite games. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing and Star Fox Adventures to their impressive repertoire. They have become a hot property in the world gaming just as another tech juggernaut was looking to broach the field. Bill Gates, Microsoft, had officially entered the console market with the release of the Xbox in 01. Less than a year later, Rare found themselves in financial difficulty due to the increased cost of game development. Oh, okay. According to Rare, Rare founders Tim and Chris Stamper, Nintendo declined the opportunity to bail out the studio. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was something like that. They were just kind of like, hey, no. It made them prime picking for Microsoft, who, who hoped the studio could help launch the Xbox and make them competitive. Since Xbox had no plans to enter the handheld market, Rare was initially continued to develop titles for the Game Boy consoles. Wait, what? Okay, meanwhile, Rare developed their first and only original title for Xbox, Grab by, Grab by the Ghoulies. I remember that game. Yep. I thought, I thought they did, uh... Perfect Dark. No. Like, uh, cameo in the element. You can play that, uh... Continue. I'll find it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the game received mixed reviews and had unfortunate honor of becoming Rare's least popular original title to date. The Xbox 360 era, Rare were immediately put to work on two launch titles for the upcoming Xbox 360. Perfect Dark Zero and Cameo Elements of Power. That's what I was talking about. Okay. Um, yeah. That was fun. It was, uh, I never played it. Uh, it was like a... I had a multiplayer mode, but it was kind of weird. 
but it was an action adventure. So kind of think of like Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper. Oh, okay. But. Oh, okay. There's a screenshot of it. I remember. I remember it. Yeah, yep, yep, she yep. Could, she could transform. Uh huh. Think of what game you're talking about. Send me the link. Gotcha. Send me a picture or something. Both games were initially in development for the GameCube before Microsoft demanded they become Xbox 360 launch titles. Oh, I forgot about the conversation of the two titles midway through the project proved a serious hindrance to development. Several features from the games had to be removed or stripped back to make the tight deadline. But of course... Okay, despite Microsoft's denial, Rare did not produce a port of Diddy Kong Racing for the DS in 2007. It proved to be the last of the 89 titles, 89 titles Rare would develop for Nintendo. 89. Yeah, bro, they made a fuck ton of games for Rumors of a rift between the two gaming juggernauts began to emerge, something that endures to this day. And then Rare tried to do some Kinect stuff. And they brought back Battletoads. And of course, you know, Sea of Thieves. Yep. And did they bring out Streets of Rage 4 yet? I think they did. I think that, yeah, I think it's been a So that was interesting. I didn't know Nintendo just pretty much didn't want to help them. So, there's that. Yeah, I thought it was something like that. I think one of the games that they made for Nintendo was like, one of the last few didn't do so hot, which led Nintendo to be like, well, it might not be. Yeah. And like, it was one of those things, because, you know. I mean, granted, they shouldn't have because of how many accolades they have under their belt for Nintendo, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those are... Those aren't even cult classic games. Those are everybody agrees that they're great games. Yeah, look at the look at the huge amount of people that want to bring Goldeneye back, and they yeah, started doing that. The Goldeneye problem comes from licensing more than it does the one. And yeah, you've had what three bonds are dead now. Yeah. So all of their images, plus you have to get all of the licensing for all of the characters. That That's true. There, and it's just, That's true. It's not worth it. Yeah. That's why they've never done it. Okay. Which, like, that's the one time where it's understandable, you know? Sure. Most yeah. of the time, people are like, oh, shut up. You just make excuses. Well, yeah, yeah. not all the time. When you have to pay millions of dollars in licensing fees. Yeah. Well... Maybe one day we'll get it. I still want to know what that number one French fry is. There, Kyle. Next episode. Next episode? Okay, fine. I guess we'll wait till next spend, episode. He's going to spend the next week hunting down the best French fry in the area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I already have my answer. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have All my right. answer. I've, All right. I've I see. these questions with people at work. Oh, you do? Okay, okay. Excellent, excellent. So, um, has uh, anyone heard of anything fun coming out in the gaming world? Personally, for me, August 26th, SD Gundam Battle Alliance. Is that the one we played? No, that's Gundam Evolution. 
Oh, okay. That's like the uh, hero shooter. Yeah. Yeah, so SD Gundam. SD Gundam is kind of like the stepchild of Gundam. The stepchild of Gundam? Yeah, they... So SD Gundams are like the Funko Pops. Like, that's their style. Like, before Funko Pops came out, someone came up with the idea to take a Gundam and shrink it to, okay. like, a fourth of its size and make it kind of chunky and cute. Mm-hmm. So, They're like most, chibi Gundams. Yes, most SD Gundam games normally are only in the eastern part of the world. Mainly just in Japan. Um, and when they do come to the States, they're like Final Fantasy Tactics or Fire Emblem. They're, you know, you create a party and it's turn-based. It's not terrible, but it's not super fun because it gets kind of old. Okay. But this one is a third-person shooter and you uh, you can play the beta on, or not beta, I keep saying beta because demo is like a dead term, but there's a free-to-play demo on Xbox and PS4 and or PlayStation. I don't know if it's on PlayStation 5. But you get blueprints of other... There's like 22 mobile suit franchises okay. that, that will have mobile suits featured in it. And you get blueprints and you can unlock other mobile suits. As you play as them, you level them up and you can rank up like your health, your boost, your melee, your range... And then you get skills by leveling up the pilots. So then you can. So it's kind of like there's some back end kind of grind. Okay. Replay value. But the coolest thing is it's online three player co op. Online three player co op. Yes, I'm so excited for this game. Oh, that sounds interesting, actually. Speaking of, of demos, you remember those old demo discs you get? Got like 10 games on it? Yeah! It could be from Pizza Hut or PlayStation Magazine. Yeah, dude. Those were the best. The ones that everybody remembers are the fucking the PlayStation 1 demo discs. When someone says yep. demo disc, that's immediately what I picture. Dude, those things were amazing. I, I went around, well, I begged my parents to take me to get these demo discs. I had so many demo discs. Well, that's because a demo disc, when you got it, pretty much any demo that you played was long enough that you didn't care that it was a demo. Like, it felt like a whole game. Partially because, I mean, you know, you're fucking nine, ten years old. Yeah. Probably all the bunch you were going to play it at that time. You know what I mean? Like, you were going to play it than that to begin with. Yeah. Talking about demos, what about all the uh, neck pain our generation has now? From uh, oh, playing sitting in Walmart, yeah, sitting in Walmart, dude. Going to GameStop or you remember games, when, You remember when Burger Kings had the systems in like a like a cylinder? Hold on, let me see if I can find a picture of it. But it was a cylinder that you could sit at and you could play from random. Yeah, dude, I remember that. Absolutely. I remember that. Dude, that... Oh, man. Those were the good days. I used to, I remember going in Walmart playing the GameCube. I'd always play Wind Waker. My dad worked at Walmart. And I'd always just go up there with my mom. And she'd just do shopping. And I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go back and play Zelda. As and, any kid should have done. Right. Uh, I, to this day, still have not played Zelda 
only the demo. Uh, you know what? And you should Twilight keep Princess. it that way. <clears throat> I've watched many of people beat Wind Waker. Uh, so when I say I haven't played Zelda, I haven't played Wind Waker. Of course, I've played lots of Zeldas. Yeah, dude. Speaking of Burger King, dude, what about the ball pits? What about the gold-plated Pokemon? I was gonna bring that up, dude. Oh, yes. I, I still have a whole set still in packaging. I had... When they gave away... I think it was Burger. Yeah, it was Burger King. They gave away the Lord of the Rings cups. Yeah. Remember those? They lit up from the bottom. Yeah. Shit was awesome. My brother has one of those. I should look up those gold-plated Pokemon uh, things and uh, balls and see how much I get out of them. I could probably get a pretty penny out of them. I've never looked them up. I need to find them. I have two sets of them. We had a family friend... That worked in Burger King, and he got me and my brother both two sets. We're going for this guy's getting rid of all of them for two twenty, but out of no, you can get rid of them for like fifty. Oh man, that's it. Sometimes people, yeah, there are some people trying to get rid of them for outrageous prices, but like, price. When they're saying, <laughs> that'd they're be like, me. There's. Probably just wait a little bit longer. Price is literally all over. I can't even say that there's a range that I can give you for comfortability. It would be like ten to a hundred dollars. I'll sell them when my grandkids are ready to go to college. There you go. It's like the uh, like the new bonds. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Just think of think of it like that. Like everyone's like, oh, I got a bond. I got a cash bond for my for your nephew or for my nephew, bro. Our bonds were the toys that we kept in good shape, (laughs) and the Pokemon cards we kept in good shape. When you think about it, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. The Beanie Baby people. Yeah. Like my uncle has a bunch of them still in boxes, stay in acrylic boxes. You can see through. Dude, that's crazy. I got, uh, my grandma left me when she passed away, RIP, miss you grandma, um, she left me Precious Moments. Oh, shit. Yeah, and she had every single Precious Moment all the way up to 2010, 2009. Yeah. Yeah. So, ever since they came out, she had them all, and I still have them all, and those things I know go for a lot of money. Because, first of all, they cost a lot of money. But, yeah. I need to look into that, too. Why am I trying to sell everything? What the hell? That's because that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Oh, my God. I just looked up. So, my uncle has in boxes uh, the Power Ranger, Megazord, and Dragon. Oh, dude. I had all <clears throat> I had all those too, but now they're like in pieces buried in the earth somewhere. You know, he's got them in boxes. That's crazy. They got them for like 130 a piece. 130 a piece? Yeah. That's a lot less than I thought. Uh, this guy's 174. 174. Box yeah, box better be like top tier though, I feel. 
Dude, so speaking about the name of Lost Memory Card, so we came up with the name Lost Memory Card. Um, me and Salty was just bullshitting about making a podcast about like retro video games, and we was going to use the old podcast that me and Kyle had, the Moshi Moshi Chat, and I'm just like, you know what, no, I'm going to leave Moshi Moshi where it's at, let it just linger. And I was trying to think of, like, nostalgia, like a nostalgic name. And I found a memory card that I lost a long time ago because I was in the process of moving. And I was like, lost memory card. And uh, that's where that name came from. Because... Wonderful name. Yeah, remember back in the day, if you'd lose your memory card or misplace it, you'd, like, freak out when you found it. It's just like, oh... What about back in the day with memory cards? You know that Bro. plugged in, and you'd go to like save that new game you just got, and it's like not enough space. Dude, you know, I'd always make you do a save file, yep. and it up. Yeah. Then you go to the menu, or you go back to the menu and you pull it up, and it's just like it has all those little symbols or characters that are from yep. the game, and then if you like clicked on them to see how much the space was, they usually had an animation. Yeah. It's like. Do I get rid of Dynasty Warriors 3 Extreme Legends? Never. Yeah. That's Soul. not even in the cards. Caliber <laughs> 2. Soul Caliber can get bent. Oh, man. Those days. Dude, I had five saves for Final Fantasy X on a memory card. That's aggressive. It was aggressive. I loved Final Fantasy X. Dude, I was a grinder for that game. Uh, every, every, every day. Every day, every weekend. Dynasty Warriors. I remember going to Game Cheats or tip, like TipsandTricks.com or whatever. And Dude! Going to ask my dad because Cheat he, CC. He a, he, yeah, he had a printer at work and being like, hey, can you print this off for me? <laughs> hey, while you're at work, I need you to do this. <laughs> and so I would go there on like a Saturday and go to his work, print it off, and he'd be so pissed because I'd print like 36 pages. Yeah. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors cheats weren't cheats. It was just telling you what you had to do with yep. each character. Yeah. Exotic weapon. A whole book of them, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah, same. I'm I prob- still going to show you Zelda Sword right now. Dude, that's funny. Yeah, dude. I remember doing that. Uh, what was the other one? The one I used, if I didn't use Cheat TC, it was something island. Oh, what was it? It wasn't like Cheat Island. It was something... Man, it was really cool. That's where I got all my cheats. Um, I still remember... Well, I still remember Grand Theft Auto cheats. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can ever forget Grand Theft Auto cheats. I still got uh, Dragon Ball... Dragon Ball Z for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, Goku's Legacy. I have that cheat. Great game. That was a very great game. Those Dragon Ball games for Game Boy, those were really good games. Like, you had to level everybody up and find items and find Dragon Balls. Like, that was huge. Like, it was either that or Pokemon I was playing. I played that game because my uncle has a... For his GameCube, he has the Game Boy Reader. Yup. Yep. I'm looking at mine right now. Yeah, instead of getting a Game Boy Advance, he just bought that and was like, well, I'll just play it on my TV. Yeah, for for sure. (laughs) 
So the, that's what he had. So like I had an SP, I had an advanced SP. So any game I wanted to play, he would just let me play. And any game I had, I would just let him play. That's awesome. I had the uh, the reader for N64 as well for Pokemon. Like get Pokemon Stadium, get Pokemon Red yep. up in there, dude. Oh yeah. Yep. Playing Pokemon on the TV, you just felt like a big baller. Uh, I would get my mom the absolute most shit if she tried to tell me not to play it. I was that kid who was just like, but why can't I play my game on this? <laughs> Remember having to share the TV with everybody? Yes. Oh my goodness. Dude. Oh man. I remember I was a big baller. I remember Christmas one day. I got my first TV. My first, my own TV. It was a 13 inch tube TV. It had the red and white RCA plugs in the front. Dude. I still have that TV. That was the coolest little, that was the coolest, one of the coolest gifts I've ever got. Because my brother would play in one room and I'd play in the other. Man. Everything was so different. Yeah. We're spoiled nowadays. Right. That's it. Sitting here with multiple monitors and a big PC and... <laughs> we used to have to move like five spaces in the car on Pokemon and the Game Boy Advance when you'd run under a street light. That was the good old days, that's for sure. Or if you had one of the, like... If you was a big baller and had the kit, the little light. Yeah, the little light. But yeah. Like, my parents traveled a lot to visit family. Mm-hmm. And it would always be at, like, nighttime when we would leave. And my parents, I remember my parents would be so mad all the time. Turn that light off. Turn that light off. Turn that light off. Yup. And I would, like... Did you bring, like, have, blankets with you? I would always have a winter coat. Regardless. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And I would, just pull my arms in and then flip the hood so it closed the top or mm. I'd leave it open if it was like summertime to like let some ventilation in yeah just play in there one of my one of my fondest memories of playing video games when I was a kid we lived in this humongous house it was just I don't know why we lived in this house I don't know how we lived in this house and uh, I was sick one day I was like off school for like a week. It was Game Boy Advance days. And I went and sat out on our sun porch. And it was so bright that I would, you know, put my legs up on the seat, put the shirt over my legs, and pull my head into my shirt. Because it was still cold out. But the sunlight made it warm. And I was playing inside of my shirt, uh, like Pokemon Emerald, Emerald or something. That was one of yeah, pretty much. That was one of my most fond memories. Sorry about that. I can't believe that just went off. Wow. Yeah, apparently I need to take the garbage out. Yeah, clown. Honk honk honk. You guys got any fond memories of gaming? Like one of those ones that you just think about randomly? I had a lot of good times. Mario yeah. 64, like, because we lived, like, with, when we were, when, like, we'd stay at our dad's, we lived, he lived with our grandmother, 
like my uncle would also live there. So like anything that he bought for a console, he immediately bought in mind for four people to play with because there was four of us that all enjoyed video games. No. Like he went and bought I remember he came home with a sixty four out the box and four controllers and Mario Kart and like yeah, that was the only game we had for a while, but it didn't matter. It was four of us playing Mario Kart and shit was fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Like he did it. He did it on all kinds of shit. He had it for the PlayStation. His PlayStation collection is ridiculous. Just to say. Yeah. Or like, oh yeah, bro. He's got the games in the cases still, just in an old fucking '90s CD case holder. Try to think like, of next that. Next time I go to their house, I'm gonna have to just send some pictures. Like I have Veggie Tales VHS tapes still in their cassette sleeves, just sitting on a shelf. Yeah. Like anything, anytime wow. I walk into that house, it's like the 80s, the 70s, 80s, and 90s are all just trapped in there. Oh, dude, that's cool. It's nice to it's nice to walk around because like now they're getting to the point where they're starting to clean stuff up. Yeah. And like anytime we go over for a visit, he's always got like three boxes of stuff for me and my brother to go through because yeah, why not? Yeah. But like the last box we went through had. Uh, let's see what was in it. I had a wrestling belt buckle. Um, I had uh, one of those uh, the fishing games. You remember the fishing game? Bro. You fished with the handle. Dude, no way. Yeah, we had one of those in there. Uh, some drumsticks, some wristbands, like the sweat wristbands. Oh, yeah? Uh, There was a bunch of shit in there, but he's slowly starting to like find all of the shit that he started hiding because he knew we would want to find it later. So he's like, "Hey, guess what I found the other day?" And like, he found wrestling buddies. You remember those where you could like break their bones and shit? Oh yeah, dude! Wow, yeah, I forgot about those. Like the ones that talk to like yeah. them all, and he's just going through closets of shit. Wow. Try to think of that one specific moment for video gaming that you often think about. I have fun. You got yours? Yeah. I've got yeah, mine already. Yeah. I was thinking, when you asked that question, I was thinking, I was like, man, there are a couple games that like really just stood out to me. But then I was like, honestly, the best moment probably would have to be when, like even beforehand, but my dad worked part-time at Blockbuster. Oh, no so way. So he would work, like, pretty much just clothes. Like, mm -hmm. part-time then was not part-time now. Like, he literally would get off work at, like, 7. And he would get there probably 7, 30, 8 o'clock. And he would just work until, like, 11. Okay. He was there to help clothes and, like, rewind older VHSs and just but he still got all the perks of being an employee which allowed for seven free rentals pretty oh, much a free wow. rental every night of the week oh wow but you got seven free movie rentals and two free game rentals so two it, games oh wow every Friday man every Friday after school my mom would take me and my sisters over and it would be like pick out your two games because like no one else is playing games in my house i mean my mom would play with me but like 
So I'd just play two games, and then the following Friday, I just return them. Like, we'd go take, like, dinner to my dad, because he worked his full-time job, and then just went straight there, so... That's probably my fondest gaming memory is Blockbuster. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is why I have such a strong desire to open a rental. <laughs> yeah. That's you cool. You should do it. It's we'll sell food out of it, too. I already, Dude, I already know what I call it. Hold on. Dude, is it the, the, the store that we was talking about? Yeah, like that, that little store. Oh, like, yeah. I'd love to have... We need to make a, a gaming cafe. I'd love to have, like, a book and like video game see the game cafe that would be cool if i if, like we had access to like old older consoles and stuff and yeah i mean let people it starts like, with just buying an older console like it's one of those things that i think you just have to eat you know what i mean yeah, no i mean you buy like one of every older console you drop yeah i don't know roughly Fifteen hundred dollars on a couple of consoles and some games. Yeah. And then, cause you really, I was when I was thinking about that, I was like, this idea. I was like, oh, you couldn't have really like just one PS2, like, and you could, people would literally just pay for like time slots. Yeah. That'd like, be cool. Have hey, a bar wanna, in there too, dude. I want to pay. <laughs> you know. That's what I say. Like sell food. Like there's a there's a guy on. Uh, All you gotta do is make it a private club kind of thing like if you pay like a monthly membership fee yeah oh yeah you just come in and play like yeah all the time and then like you could get like prorated or like you get like prorated time if you brought in like games yeah and stuff like but i could just see like i could just see people coming in man and being like all right i paid for the like there'd be like the early bird special like so if you come in super early or like the senior shopping COVID hour yeah <laughs> if you're a six yeah. year older you can shop for an hour after that right. get the fuck out of the store <laughs> your old ass wants to come play a second you better get here early yeah but like I could I could just see like people like bebopping in there and someone playing like Sonic 2 and then someone playing like Jack and Dexter for like like oh for sure dude that'd be awesome from 6am to 9am Dude. Like, oh, that'd be so cool. Literally just sl- pretty much practically sleep at the counter. You know, probably wouldn't get off. probably wouldn't get rich off of it, but I bet you it could sustain itself. Oh yeah, I for mean, sure. In the right area for sure. Highly yeah. populated. Sure. That'd be cool be too, especially if it's just like somewhere to where it's like give like a loving atmosphere too. So people that want to feel wanted there. You can get yourself into like a little mall that hasn't died or an outlet store even. Like if you could get it in an outlet mall, that could work. I think even like a just a little corner store, like a downtown. Yeah, like a populated downtown. Yeah, you'd have to have a pretty heavily heavily populated like shopping presence around that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Too, true. But you know that's what social media is for too as well. But that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. also like the perk to being like a semi hobby shop is people will go out of their way to go there. Yes. It's a hobby shop in there. Right. But and then like oh I could go I could just grab a bite to eat at the hobby shop instead of stopping at McDonald's. I could yeah, grab or, a two dollar burger at the hobby shop. Yeah. 
or even like uh spaghetti nights if it was like <laughs> blockbuster 2.0 and you could go in there and play games or like see what would be crazy no no never mind that's <laughs> too much too much but yeah like if you had like like it would it would pick up because of social media like holy snap there's a mom and pop rental store that's pretty much the blockbuster aesthetic with the old 90 late 80s Corporate early 90s yeah like you ate pixie sticks and gummy bears for like 30 years and then you just violently throw up on the floor <laughs> gotta have a ball pit yep Gotta have a ball pit. Gotta have one of them, uh, one of them jungle gyms you climb inside of. You guys are going crazy. Ball pit, bro? So, you know what would be really cool? Set up a section to where it's like you're sitting at Walmart playing demos, TV's up in the air and you're standing there, and then set up a section to where you're at, like, Burger King playing the demos around the pods and stuff. Dude, that'd be cool. Set it up like, uh... (laughs) dubs before they get rid of it how they have like the tvs at the tables yeah dude eat and then play like i mean there's there's video game bars already out there right like right but they're having a video yeah having a video game bar would be awesome i mean yeah we're in the boonies yeah we're in the boonies we are in the boonies we are in the boonies we are in the armpit of the united states like an example, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, nor am I saying it's a good thing. 100% Switzerland neutral stance on this, but 80% of the people around here drive some sort of pickup truck, and about 60% of those have some sort of Trump memorabilia <laughs> attached to <laughs> We would call it memorabilia. <laughs> memorabilia. So, oh lord. Take it or leave it for what it's worth. Yeah. Like I said, our stance is 100% Switzerland. Absolutely. Politics into it, but we're giving you an idea of our demographic. Yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Everyone's have a whole bunch of 45 to 80 year old people. Yes. Salty. What's your, what's your, what, what, oh, we, we got way off track. What is your moment? Uh, anything that is Donkey Kong 64. I've you got nah. You gotta have. Game. You gotta have that one moment. That I mean, like Day that one, one when moment you get is it, opening it, it up on Christmas, and it was that see-through jungle green Nintendo 64. Yes, dude. I had that too. Red Yes. Was like the new one that you had to have for some weird reason. Dude, that's. That's one. It's one of my top memories, bro. Increased, increased your RAM by like. Yeah, like I didn't expect. Yeah. I didn't expect to get to get uh, to get one. Like we had a Super Nintendo, and I played the shit out of that thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, same. I played Turtles in Time. Yeah. For years, but you know, you don't expect that shit on Christmas. Right. We got it on Christmas. That's a brand new, sparkling. Yeah. That with. Donkey Kong 64 and uh, Star Wars Episode 1 Pod Racer. No way. Wow. Which I think is an amazing game. We we opened it up. 
that's one of my memories too, man. We we got that we got that green that see through green N sixty four with DK so with Donkey Kong sixty four. Me, my brother, my mom, and dad was all playing Donkey Kong at the same time. They don't. Put, my mom and dad does not play video games. Like they were like Pong, you know. They stopped at Pong, and we were playing that. And then the next time we got an Xbox three sixty with Rock Band. I had my mom buy. Um, I didn't even know that they were coming out, but like we were walking through Walmart, and I saw Guitar Hero was the thing. Like yeah. Bucks. <laughs> Hey, yo, mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. She's like, all right. And then, you know, I find out that you can do more than just that with Rock Band. And I was like, yeah. well, I'm going to need that now. Yeah, we yeah. don't need this. Let's just get the Rock Band now. I don't Dude. play with you anymore. So it's Guitar Hero controller down. Dude, family, family band on Christmas Day. That was one of the most fond memories I have of childhood. So I've told you that my father had owned a church. No. What we would oh well he has <laughs> uh now my grandmother runs it, but Okay. Um we would plug we had one of those giant big screen projection TVs that were like used for you know like youth group or whatever the hell sure. they were doing with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we would go down there like to cut the grass, take care of the place, but like to end it we always had some kind of like bunch there and we would hook rock band up to the church's sound system because it was going to tell us no we would play rock rock band through the church sound system oh my goodness fucking insane dude (laughs) we used to crank that shit up (laughs) like walking like outside the church or whatever if it was Neighbors nearby, and I hear this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just, awesome. yeah, just hear the friggin' the sticks hitting off the pads. Click, 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 click. Yeah, like, yeah dude. Well, it didn't help that, like, we knew. See, he did more than all of it. It's a whole different subject. Like, right. We always had sound equipment. Yeah. It's always something that we've had. So, like, I know how to run that. Like, I know how to put it through a sound system. Yeah. And works and doesn't sound like garbage. Sure. Like, we literally were rocking the church doors off of the place. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing, man. That's why you... That's why it's nice to have, you know, like... It's one of those things that we shouldn't have got away with. I definitely got to sing Nirvana songs in a church. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That's absolutely fantastic. Never, I could, I could definitely say I've never done anything like that in church. Dude, I Same remember... Giving away from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, smuggling towards the end of, like, middle school, high school years. Planning who would smuggle what instrument in their book bag to be able to get it in and then to the school because of course they're not going to let you play games but like at the end of the school year teachers didn't care and everyone had that one teacher that was always like yeah bring it in we'll play it all day Mr. Clark (laughs) and you would just smuggle it in or even 
one better was that one particular teacher. I met up with him the night before. No. He had all of it, and when he came in, he just put it all in his room before, like, because, you know, teachers get there <laughs> normally before students. Right. So it was just chilling in there, and we are like, yep. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. I remember being that cocky, arrogant little piece of shit when Guitar Hero came out and would be playing spent my like birthday slash Christmas money to get a wireless like Bluetooth guitar oh and then I would be like playing and then like spinning around because you know I'm so cool I could play a plastic instrument and then if I was playing against people that never played before that are like an easy I would just like take my guitar off like one like two thirds of the way through the song and lay it down and go do something and still beat them score wise oh my gosh the huge tea bag yeah (laughs) setting the guitar down and still winning oh man speaking of guitar hero that is one of my favorite episodes of south park the whole guitar hero series no one it's a shame that those formula of a game the way that they did like I think they just literally just died out right there's nothing they pretty much just kind of I don't know I don't understand how it wasn't anything that they did it was literally just people were done with it and like I have a couple of I have a couple of guitars still left like I have a wired one um I think I do too I have game that should never have existed but this can probably attest to why they may have finally phased out i have the christian version of guitar hero uh it came what? with its own guitar it was a pc game it came with its own guitar um, i was a christian and, and it was it was jesus with the jesus <coughs> uh, so it had songs from like Daza Book Crutch, Skillet, Dobie Mac, like it had all of those, those oh, wow. Christian bands equivalent to modern day music, like on rock band, but more Christian. Because Christians have a weird tendency of doing that some kind of shenanigans. Wow. So I didn't know that was a thing. I'll have to take pictures of them all and post them all, but it, it's it was not a good game. <laughs> it was not good. Nothing about it was good, but... Yeah, they started getting insane with, like, the Aerosmith edition. They started just making additions, you know? Well, yeah, and they kept releasing new equipment every mm-hmm. time. And, like, you didn't have to have that equipment. But, like... But you had to have that charge. equipment. Yeah, like, and they, it, first when they started doing them, I don't think they were selling them separate. They were just trying to sell the guitar with the addition. Like, no. And then they started selling the game separate. And then the guitar, if you wanted sure but they need to come back like now epic owns harmonics so okay it's literally up to epic which i think they took harmonics and made them work on music for fortnite oh really work on like sounds and music stuff for fortnite creative or something like that i think that's what happened to them well that's cool guitar hero is activision Oh, there you go. Yep. That's why, like, all of the all of the acquisitions that the Xbox would gain from buying them means that they could just fucking they could bring some. It's gross. Bro, 
This is so cringy. I had to pull it up. It was called Guitar Praise. No. Yeah. Yeah, it was called Guitar Praise. Oof. And they even had a Dance Dance Revolution version for Christian. No, they did not. I have that here too with the dance man. Holy hell. Yeah, bro. I told you it's like a time zone of what the fuck was this. Right. Did you send that to me, Kyle? Yeah, it's the fucking commercial. commercial. This oh is my the reason God. Why oh, jeez. This commercial. He was like, bro, look at this game. And I was like, what is this? And he was like, it's Guitar Hero, but look at the soundtrack. And I was like, hey, hold on. That's amazing. This is literally if. Back in the day, if Wish was around. This screams early 2000s youth group, though. This is, this is totally. Mom and Dad, I want Guitar Hero. We have Guitar Hero right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. It's not even. A With joke. Jesus. Uh, it's oh my god. It's that bad, dude. Alright, before we end this episode. Perfect thing to end on. Yeah. Praise guitar. Right. Guitar praised it. So this is episode one. What is your favorite game? Of all time? Of all time. Are we doing like a all time. All time. Nope. We'll do a top five eventually. Next time. <laughs> <Okay>. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> memory card. Let's see. Favorite game all time. I think you both know mine. Yours is gonna be Final Fantasy X. Yup. Yeah. That's how much I know you. Yeah. I can instantly think of yours, and I have no idea. Like, there's I a couple. There's a couple like, different ones for salty I could think of, but I had so many variables to it. Like, is this something I could play today? Is it something if I was in a plane crash? You, it, you really can play any. Game. Nostalgia. Nostalgic. Nostalgic favorite game. Yeah. Okay. Mine is Dude, definitely do Final Fantasy X. Guitar Praise by Digital Get Praise. Get out. Seventy-eight sixteen used very good. Free delivery. Uh, oh my fun. gosh. That's Here amazing. If you want to get right with Christ, Guitar Praise. <laughs> guitar Praise. Oh my goodness, I can't. I can't. I woke. Salty. Salty woke. Ripped the eyelids off my eyeballs, and I can now understand. <laughs> Next time we'll talk about uh, talk about the Dance Dance Revolution version. Uh, favorite game of all time. There's two that I'm contemplating. Okay, what do we got? It's either going to be Banjo-Kazooie or Kingdom Hearts. I thought that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, and it's not... The thing about Kingdom Hearts is that, like, for me, it's just the right kind of game to play. Like, growing up, we had Disney everything. And for my mom's a huge Disney fan, so you know how that goes. Yeah, sure. VHSs for days. You've got everything Disney. So, to play... Uh, game like Final Fantasy with not turn-based combat but have those characters and add something that you grew up with just right. works. Like Kingdom Hearts and paper shouldn't make sense. Right. But damn it if you don't have fun playing that game. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Anything up for me in that game is fun. 
Okay. Just, I don't know why, but. Alright, alright. Banjo Kazooie is Banjo. Fucking Banjo Kazooie. Okay, alright. I don't think anybody can deny how good those games are. No, they're definitely top tier games, still holding up to this day. So. Yeah, like, I dare someone to find a better platform of modern day that beats what Banjo Kazooie conquers. But, you know, I'll even go the rest of them. Like, it, like yeah. we discussed, it's made of the same company. So. Right. You were saying? So back in the gaming den, I asked everybody top 10 video games of all time. Oh, yeah. Wow. I forgot about that. I, I can't see the date of when we set this, but I know it was sometime last year. What's crazy is I put, I don't know if I put mine technically in order, but Evolve is on this list. Oh, really? Yeah. If I put them in order, then. Uh, yeah, Evolve was on that list. Six, seven. It is number seven. Yeah. I actually, thinking about it, could play it today. Has extremely high replay value for me. And it is the one of the shit-stained underwear, underwear shit-stains of their gaming development career based off of reviews and marketing. But The Bouncer by Squaresoft on PlayStation 2. The Bouncer. You heard the it bouncer. here. The Bouncer. It is a asymmetrical fighter. Semi-linear fighter. And the coolest... Back then, the coolest thing about it... I'm pretty sure it was co-op. Maybe three players, even? Because there was three bouncers that worked at this bar. And you could choose what one to play. that different stats, different ratings. Where you <laughs> could level them up as you use them. To get better and stronger. But okay. you can play as fucking everything in the game. The oh, okay. final boss, you can unlock and then play as him through the game. And they all had, like, different... It was fully dialogued and to give it a little bit of justification for anyone who's a huge fan of Toonami Steve Bloom voices Sion in the game oh wow okay or not Sion Ko Ko I think it's Ko it might be Sion I think Sion <laughs> Sion literally is Sora before Sora came into existence <clears throat> oh okay he's got the the bouncer crazy... yeah the bouncer and okay. like it's so generic when <laughs> up and even like if you watch somebody play it and it, they start it up from the very beginning it will go the bouncer and like the shittiest announcer <laughs> but, uh, that's, like, that, the couch co-op game that me you and Ike was playing what was it the terracopter <laughs> oh uh uh, uh yeah dude terracopter Gave you an aneurysm and you shit yourself all at the same time. Yeah, it's a great game, bro. Voice, dude. Terracopter. Oh my god, that was amazing. Well, I think that's a good thing to end this episode on. So there's our top games. We'll have a top five different. We'll try to end. We'll try to end every episode on like a top favorite something, and try to start every episode with the top something. Maybe, maybe not. Stay tuned for next week's episode of The Lost Memory Card, where you find out what Kyle and the world's best french fry is. <laughs> Alright, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Um, again, I'm Bryce, and I'm joined with Salty and Kyle, and we will see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.